0: No. Rebel Nation, welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, and Gordon Ford. And straight ahead to the five, to the two, to the one. In the end zone is Jerry and Ely. Touchdown, Ole Miss. Bringing you the lowdown on everything with Ole Miss Athletics. Near side, there's a pitch. It's on the turf, and the Rebels recover it. Don't just sit on the sidelines, be part of the show. Text in your questions and comments to 662 426 1093. That's 662-426-1093.
1: I guess you don't have to. But you
0: need to. Deal for Rodriguez, he'll go coast to coast, one-handed stuff with a right hand. Swung on, fly ball deep field. That ball is long gone, headed toward the scoreboard, hit right below it and the Rebels take a one to nothing lead on a bomb by Tim Elko. And here it is. We're underway in the Sugar Bowl. Now, here's your host, Gary Darby.
2: Well, hello, my friends. Welcome into the studio as we have another Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yale Hotline in store for you on a Monday night. Those text messages are already coming in at 662-426-1093. We will jump into those around 620. Let me inform you of tonight's program. But before I do that, let's talk about the other guy that's in studio with me, the one, the only Gordon Ford. Hey, Gary. How you doing, man? How are you? Show me the love today, That's man. It. I like it. Oh, look. You came in. You were nice. You were kind. You, you put gave your, you a hug, too, dude. You to did. It. It's like, you know, you gave me the old pick-me-up, uh, big smile on your face, and we get a chance to come in here and talk on Miss Athletics. We'll do a little bit about everything. Baseball, football basketball news to get to you. We'll run into all of that on today's program. Chuck is not in studio with us. He is going to be on the show via the phone coming up in the next segment. So we will have Chuck on, and we'll get some of his thoughts from the weekend, the football that was, the baseball that was and wasn't, so to speak. And then at uh, 630, we will have... Harry Harrison on with us from the Ole Miss Radio Network. Called the game with David Kellum and the crew. We'll get his thoughts on the football world. And Jake Thompson is hustling over in his vehicle right now from the Ole Miss Spirit to be in studio with us. Gordon, you got all uh, that?
3: No, he's hustling. I mean, you called him right there on the two-minute warning, Gary, and got him over here. Well,
2: here's the thing. Um, Yancey and I have been sitting back there kind of collaborating. Well, I had to remind you all Chuck Wood. I know, going over everything. We were talking, we were putting, you know, Yancey putting together a, a little bit of everything as, as you know, uh, it goes through. We have the, the, the football notes, we have the hoop notes, we have the injury update. We're recruiting all over the place, right, and figuring all that out. And, and then... You come in and ask where Chuck is. And it was just like, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> we, yeah. we need him on the program. Uh, in fact, he is uh, and and was scheduled to be by phone today. And so we will have Chuck on at the 610 part of things. And so I see some of your text messages regarding baseball, some regarding football. We're going to answer those with Chuck with our man, Harry Harrison, and with Jake Thompson, who is busting in to be on the studio with us uh, to help with all of that. So how are you leading into all this? You okay?
3: No, I'm great, man. Except my foot's been hurting, but I'm doing doing great, yeah.
2: we got to get over the ailments. The, I know. The three of us been, have had enough. It's t- bad, it, man. It, it's time to move forward. All right, so that text message line is 662-426-1093, 662-426-1093, to get uh, your thoughts in and to get your questions in. And we will touch on as many of those as we can throughout the program. Ole Miss and Mississippi State in baseball Thursday, Friday, seven, Saturday. Rebels won 4-2. to two. Dylan Delucia won a complete game, gave up two solo home runs. Ole Miss had the win. And then came Friday, where on Friday, Ole Miss hit back-to-back-to-back home runs in the bottom of the first on in just four pitches and had a 3-1 to lead. You had then Peyton Chattenier hitting a solo home run to open up the second inning. Ole Miss had a four to one lead, and state went on to win that game ten to seven. The Saturday game happened, and State opened it up up six to two. Rebs tie it, get it to extra innings. Uh Cumbest hits the solo home run. By the way, I believe he was named SEC Player of the Week uh, because he he hit the baseball all over the place all weekend long. And state won seven to six, winning another series over Ole Miss. And uh, the two teams will play again tomorrow at 6 o'clock in Pearl. They'll have the Mayor's Cup game going on there at 6 o'clock. And then after the midweek game against Mississippi State, baseball goes to Arkansas for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Difficult portion of the schedule. Ole Miss and the baseball SEC standings trying to work their way up. In fact, fell backwards losing uh two out of three to Mississippi State softball was a winner though they got uh, the sweep over South Carolina on the road to improve to 33 and 14 overall eight and ten uh, in the SEC as far as the standings are concerned there they are tied for ninth in in that one a lot of great SEC softball team's going on, softball playing on Tuesday as they go to Memphis. And then for the weekend, it's Tennessee. So they'll get uh, the third-seeded uh, volunteers in the softball world along the way. Uh, did you come over and do a little football yourself this weekend? No, I
3: did, and yeah. I had a good time. I mean, uh, we were all up the south end zone for all the M-Cup guys and had a good time and went down the field, got my picture taken with people, and just had a great time. And, uh, you know, uh, I was very impressed with the football team. I think they got a lot of talent. I mean, I don't know if they felt, if they put it together yet, but I think they have a, a great amount of talent. I mean, they got what thirty four stars or something like that on the team, and I know Chuck will tell us about that. But I uh, I thought that uh, Altmaier looked very good.
2: Jake Thompson, welcome into the studio. Happy to be here. Good good to make a, a, a quick phone call. That as, as he said, we called you at the two-minute warning, and you are able to show up.
4: I did. I was in the bullpen, got w- warm real quick, and
2: you're, here we go. You're ready and in. So here we go. It's Gary, Gordon, and Jake in studio. It'll be Chuck on the other side when we come back with the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline.
0: You know she's worth it. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon
5: Motors.
2: Cannon Motors, Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline on a Monday night. Gary, Gordon, and Jake in studio. And by phone, we go to the man that built this show. And we're going to lean on him for the first part of it, Chuck. How are you doing, my guy? Hey, guys. How you all we're good. good. We, uh, you know, Chuck. Let, let's be honest. We, uh, Gordon, reminded us about three minutes before the show started. You weren't going to be in the studio. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we kind of forgot where you were, Chuck. And and Jake has been kind enough to hustle in here and kind of help us out in the in the portions of the world. But we're going to make it. We're going. We're, we're not going to let the people down. We're, we're going to do the best we can. How are you?
6: Doing great, man. I'm down here in uh, Dancing Rabbit. Mm. Uh, golf course in Philadelphia, Mississippi, playing some golf with Mr. Van Chancellor for a couple of days. Once the <laughs> night of spring football's over with. And enjoying myself.
2: Well, good, good. Uh, did you beat him? Did you have the better round today?
6: Yeah, shot pretty good for me. Uh, <laughs> shot in the 70s, which, you know, I don't do that very often. All right, Chuck. Uh,
2: yeah. you, you, you mentioned the fact that uh, spring football went. The Grove Bowl has, has happened along the way. Give us your biggest takeaway from Saturday.
6: Well, I, I just like the talent, the overall talent of the team. I think defensively, they got twenty to twenty-five players that can play in the league, um, and, and offensively, I think they got enough weapons. Thought the offensive, the first offensive line was pretty good. I think he's gotta sort out who's gonna be the quarterback. But uh other than that I, I was pretty pleased with you know, they they were kind of vanilla on defense, so it was kinda of hard to really get a take of uh how good the defense is, but we saw that for four scrimmages that we were able to see the media was able to see that the defense is ahead of the offense. They didn't look that way in Grove, but uh I think that was because it was so vanilla.
3: Plus, you had a lot of running backs that played in that game too. They all, you know, kind of gained some yards.
6: Well, they didn't, they didn't play Zach Evans very much. They didn't play Quinshon Judkins very much. You know, they went with more of the third and fourth team guys, and you know that's how it always is. And in the in the spring game, somebody pops up and rushes for eighty yards. And say, why isn't he playing? <laughs> well, <laughs> he's just not quite as good. Uh,
4: chuck we were both there and we both saw it and kind of reacted to it you know just the play of Jackson Dart now maybe there's some variables in there wasn't what start no line yeah he's 3 weeks 4 weeks into a system but you know you say all that but he we he showed what we all we both kind of saw these the four Saturdays before that that he just he's a risk taker and you know it works out and sometimes it doesn't and it, for him it didn't work out a lot on Saturday at least from my perspective
6: well, you know I think I think you've got to take all that with a grain of salt. He's, he's a good talent and he's got to get uh, indoctrinated into the system. He's got to play behind the first team offensive line. He didn't get much protection Saturday playing against that behind that two the two offensive line is just behind the number two defensive line. They, they just are. Uh, but having said that, from what I saw in the first four scrimmages, um, I, I, I'd take Luke Altmaier right now. And, but I, I still think that Dark has some developing to do, and he's got enough talent, and Luke's got talent. I like both of them, but uh, right now I think Luke's ahead of him.
2: I think we saw that Trigg is a man. Is he not?
6: Who's that? Trigg. Yeah. Tight end. Oh, my gosh. He's unbelievable. I mean, he's, he's the best thing I've seen at, at tight end uh, since Evan Ingram. Uh, and, and, of course, we, we've been blessed through the years with great tight ends. You know, Chris Mangum and Rufus French and Wesley Walls and um, on and on, Dawson Knox and Evan Ingram. He's going to be in their class. He's going to be in their league. Um, he goes and gets the ball. He catches it with his hands. He's a matchup nightmare for defenses because he's too fast for linebackers and um, too big for for safeties and cornerbacks. So I don't know who's going to cover it.
4: Uh, you know, I, on, on Trigg, I, I saw him make that catch, take a lick, his helmet flew off, and he held on to the football, stood up, said I caught it, and just kept on walking like nothing. He just didn't take a shot that knocked his helmet off. <laughs> I, I like Trigg. Uh, we noticed he stood out over everybody, and, and the Grove ball, when he, when he got good catches or got good looks, he cashed in. But I kind of also liked that, you know, we talked about the defense, but I like that defensive line, and I, I saw a lot out of uh, Pegues and, and Ivy, but mostly Pegues. He, he took a lot of uh, took advantage of the opportunities that he that they gave him on Saturday.
6: Well, let me just say this: I think the combination of Kd Hill and JJ Pegues is is a very good one-two punch at nose tackle because Kd is a good technician who's going to you know take the A gap and the B gap. and and not make any mistakes, and then J.J. is going to be more dynamic. He better pass rusher quicker off the ball. He's a quick twitch athlete. So I I like the combination, and I think uh, they're going to complement each other, and both of them are going to get probably 30 to 40 snaps a game, and they're both going to stay fresh. I, I just love that situation right now.
3: One other thing, too, you know, you've got Kiffin in here recruiting players with his what is it, a Bentley or a Rolls Royce? I mean, maybe we can get some of the other co- coaches one of those because seems like they're doing pretty well with that.
6: Yeah, I mean, you know, Kiffin's got charisma. He, he does. He, he's got the he's got the coolness of uh, coaches down pat. He's he's a he's a master of the Twitter world, social media. Um, you know, and that that's what. That's what attracts kids now to programs. Uh, based, you know, we all know, though, that it's going to come down a lot of times to the NIL, but you've got to get in the game. And I think that's where Kiffin is so attractive with his social media prowess and presence. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm tickled that he's able to attack the recruiting market that way so effectively.
4: Uh, you know, you, you kind of touched on running backs a little bit, but I liked what we saw out of, uh, of, of Bentley. He had that good run, and I, it just feels like that room is deep. Yeah, you know, they didn't really use a lot of guys, but we know it's more of those. We know what they got. But I, I feel like that room is, at least, you know, on paper, as deep as last year. Now we'll have to see how they progress as the season goes, but I, I feel like the running back room is pretty solid.
6: Yeah, I do too. I do too. I mean, it's, it was hard to tell from spring. How good Zach Evans is because he didn't get a lot of carries while we were able to watch. But I know he's got great balance. He's a powerful back. He's got good speed, a good burst. Uh, I was really impressed with the freshman Judkins. Uh, I think he's he's going to be a star in the future. And Bentley, he's your speed back. He's your uh, I hate to compare anybody to Dexter McCluster, but he's got that kind of explosiveness. Um, you know I, I don't know if he's going to be that talented but he certainly got that type of speed that type of that just jumps out at you and that's that's fun to watch
2: well chuck look uh, we pre- appreciate you finding some time for us down there uh swing swing the clubs tell uh coach c we all said hello and uh we'll have you back in here in studio with us next week okay
6: i'll do it guys y'all have a great show tonight i know you hey, you too
2: Thank you very much. Thanks, Chuck. Chuck with us uh, from Dancing Rabbit Swinging the Club. So we got a couple of minutes here to, to kind of go with it ourselves and then remind the people, text message line at 662-426-1093, 662-426-1093. One zero nine three, uh, because Jake. When we get there, uh, we've got questions like how many, and we don't need to get into it now. How many receivers currently on the team didn't play in Saturday's Grove Bowl? We'll try and get into stuff like that. Questions comparing the two quarterbacks. We didn't get into baseball with Chuck, but we'll have to break uh, through a little bit of that as well. And then we got Harry Harrison coming up at six thirty. But as you watched, give us before we you know move into this uh, a little bit deeper some quick thoughts you had yourself on what you saw.
4: Uh, You know, defense looks sharp. Uh, they And Chuck alluded to it, the uh, second string O-line. You know, the O-line is the depth we've all been kind of concerned about. Haven't really talked as much as we have about the depth of the defensive line, and it showed. I mean, uh, Dart was, you know, they said they drafted. I don't know how they drafted, but he was the guy who drew the straw of the backup offensive lines as it was. And he had to scramble, had to try to make plays work. And so, you know, you didn't get a good look at him. That way, but I think it also is a glaring glove You hope those starting five of broker Brooks and, and, and Jeremy Jane, all those guys stay healthy, which, you know, that, uh, you know, recent years, Ole Miss had that problem of O line tweaking an ankle or something. It's just, they can't keep a healthy five or they're all playing, but they're playing battered. You don't get that 100%. I think that's going to come down to a lot of it unless. Over the summer, those guys work out, get a little bit stronger, a little bit better, and come in August, and and that depth grows. You know, I don't know if they're looking for more guys in the portal, but you know, Saturday may film
2: may allude to that. This portion of the show brought to you by Gateway Tire. They've served us since 1929. 54 locations, six different states. It's Gateway Tire. They go the distance for you text messages and the rebel injury report coming up next gary gordon and jake in studio it's the cannon motors of mississippi rebel yell hotline
7: Miss.
0: Hottie Toddy, everybody. I'm Attorney Roberts Wilson, and whether you're hurt in North Mississippi or along the Gulf Coast, my law office provides experienced and highly skilled legal care without charging an upfront fee. That's right, there's never a fee unless we win. For small town care and big time results after a car or truck wreck, call the statewide injury lawyers at Roberts Wilson, PA, 662 533 9111, or visit us on the web at wegetjustice.com. Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a bloomin' onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a bloomin' good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Dupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven. Diabraville, and Floyd, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next.
2: it's time to get into some text messages and then the rebel injury report the text messages are presented by canon cleary mcgraw go to their website if you're looking for a home or some land if you're looking for a condo for sale in the oxford area canon cleary mcgraw CCMOxford.com. so jake we'll we'll go with the first one here And gordon you were there and watched a little bit but how many receivers currently on the team did not play in saturday's grove bowl
4: uh, to my recollection i know two to three mingo obviously who was uh on a scooter and with his foot recasted i asked some people i knew that would know and he kind of had to have some uh work done kind of touch up i don't even know what the word would be but it didn't properly heal so they went back in last week did some work and he should be good to go and by july so come fall camp you'll have him back uh i think Jalen Knox was another one who was he was on crutches I don't know the extent of his injury uh and I you know I think that was that was it in terms of the two that have just been out for the most. Uh, some of the other receivers have been in and out during the spring, and some of the, you know, Buckhalter and some of those other guys, they had good days. But, you know, that's another thing was because of the injuries, it was tough to evaluate a lot of the offense outside of the running game just because they didn't have all their main targets.
3: Plus, J.J. Henry played
2: pretty good. He yeah. caught some balls, and, you know, of course, we
4: wrote down names we hadn't wrote down in a long time yeah. just because it was their time to shine.
2: Other ones we've kind of answered a little bit with Chuck, and we'll probably answer more with Harry. And that was the Altmaier versus Dart question, which obviously came through. Um, and again, you pointed it out, and and I was I did the radio show here uh, for for baseball from two to three on Saturday, and was listening to the Grove Bowl in studio here as it was going on. And to hear Lane say, well, the play, you know, the players drafted the teams is the way that it came up was a good and I think fun, interesting way, which now leads us to maybe understand a little bit about some of the situation with Dart. But it does lead, as there was another text messenger about backup offensive linemen some real question marks there right
4: yeah no it's it was a struggle for those guys uh like you know alluded to obviously i think it was groups they drafted and i think it was unless they you know the altmire team just was like we want all the starting five but i think it was they drafted groups because dart had some targets he didn't have you know he didn't have all backups on his side he had some starters but uh, you know as we alluded to before the break that Right now, you need those five guys, to you know, Brooks, James, Broker, Warren, Eli Acker. You need those guys to just be wrapped in bubble wrap for the next few months and come in as fresh and as healthy as they can in the fall.
2: Again, text messages brought to you by Ken and Cleary McGraw, ccmoxford.com. You can continue to send us. Along the way, at 662-426-1093, and I'm going to kind of save some of the baseball ones for the good, bad, and ugly at the end of the show, in case you people don't mind, uh, because those questions are some of the things that are going to fall into the good, uh, the bad, and the ugly from the weekend. Do you agree with that, Gordon? That is, that is, right. uh, I'm, I'm agreeing with it, yeah. Because, they, I mean, they're talking about situational hitting for Ole Miss. It's talking about Dylan Delucia, which is part of the good, right? And it's different things like that that we saw in the state winning two out of three. So we're going to hold on uh, to those, uh, to the back end of it. And the Rebel Injury Report from Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. So we kind of went through the football one a little bit. I guess the big injury news out of that game was no significant injuries out of the Grove Bowl, right? Yeah, the no news is good news. Right, that's the the good part of things there as far as that is concerned. And obviously with basketball, we've got time to heal up, get ready, and bring new people in. We'll be talking about that, too, in, in an upcoming segment. As far as baseball is concerned, Jack Washburn out, did not play with the pulled hamstring that he suffered in South Carolina. Latest, if anything, on him.
4: Uh, no, It just its a hamstring, and we know they've been super cautious with hamstrings, especially the past couple of years. It's his
2: second time, right? Yeah, because he
4: tweaked something, I believe, right before the season or during mm-hmm. the fall, winter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, So, no, nothing yet on him. But I, I would be surprised if he's good, you know, come this weekend. But we'll ask Mike tomorrow night down in Pearl.
2: Just a fluke play, going to chase a foul ball right in front of a dugout. Three players converge. He slows up, tweaks the hammy, had to leave in that game early against south carolina
4: and uh, just to add to that we don't know yet about maddox uh he came out and it was the arm stuff and you know that's just plagued sec pitchers and i'm sure other conferences but don't know anything about him yet either. Yep,
2: riley maddox left friday's game with an arm issue said uh soreness in the forearm that's never you know and 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 what you know is and hope is a baseball guy he felt it and immediately said come get me yeah. it wasn't i felt it two pitches prior yeah and, and, and went forward. And the P word, the, pop, that wasn't mentioned. Wasn't mentioned at all. And uh,
4: But, you know, that's another one we'll have to follow up on.
2: And then uh, John Gaddis out with the appendectomy. Could see him back at some point this week?
4: Yeah, we asked uh, uh, Bianco, I think one of the Saturdays, uh, Friday or Saturday, as we asked, and it was just one of those, it could be a week, it could be two weeks. It, that's all up to, I think, you know, how each person heals from sure. that. Uh, the fact that he went in, felt pain, went in, Monday had it done, I guess emergency style, was out 24 hours later. He said he was playing catch, not throwing, but play, uh, playing catch at some point during the week. So I don't know if that just meant standing still or... To move in, but that's another one we'll just kind of ask tomorrow night. Kind of yeah. leads
2: me to believe it'll be the weekend, yeah, if I'd, at all. I don't yeah, think and honestly, if you tomorrow.
4: had me put a marker down, I'd say you wouldn't see him until maybe Missouri. In- next week
2: probably safe to say and so with that it was good to see hayden dunhurst back did not play in the tuesday game but i did that game on television he was taken to bp that night you could tell the shoulder even though he had the issues at south carolina he was swinging a bat at least uh and was able to get back and be back there at catcher and you know they need that guy. Yeah, they need Dunn. Uh
6: It
4: was he was one of their bright spots off, off offensively, uh, you know. And I won't. I'll wait for the baseball segment to talk more. <laughs> but he was in terms of he came back from that shoulder jam. And you don't know how those things are going to go, especially with the catcher in that position and having to rely on his arm so much. But it it wasn't as bad as they thought. And he was a you know a factor this past weekend for him.
2: Any other injuries we can think of at this? I point? am not no. aware. No, I'm good. Of course, Gordon. Well, see, Gordon is—he's—he's he's injured. He's playing through it continuously, day to day. He talked about his foot, um, but he's here, and I, am you know, other than a little, got out in the yard and old man soreness going on.
3: But my boy Jake here—I mean, he gets over here like the come t- on, like, you know. You smoke smoking the bandit or something. I mean, boom, he's here. We'll,
2: we'll, we'll not
4: tell OPD how,
2: uh, <laughs> how, how that happened. We'll take, we'll take that on at yes. a later date. Rhino's back at studio. We thank you for being with us as well. Again, that text message line is 662-426-1093. Harry Harrison's on the other side of the break. We'll chat with him about the weekend in football and what the All-Americans saw there. And then we'll still have a few things to go. We'll do some recruiting. We'll do the good, bad, and ugly and more with today's Cannon Motor Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline.
7: Big Delta Power
0: Sports in Batesville.
1: Looking for the largest selection of wine
5: and spirits in North Mississippi? Look No further than High Cotton's Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The High Cotton Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at High Cotton Wine and Spirits.
0: Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors.
2: Gary Darby, Gordon Ford, and Jake Thompson in studio with us tonight. Chuck out swinging the golf clubs, joined us in the top part of the show, and uh, nice Courteous, friendly enough to move from the six ten spot to the six thirty. Whatever we are right now is our man Harry Harrison. Thanks, buddy.
8: What's going on, guys?
2: We're just living the dream, one Monday at a time. How are right. you?
8: You know, when you're in this business, you got to be a little uh, flexible, right?
2: That's right. Look, we really appreciate that. We really do, and we'll try not to keep you the whole twenty minutes. But but we do have to ask you some questions. Let's start here, and and then you know we'll just run the matchup from there. But a lot of the text messages we have, and a lot of the, the things, and we've already asked Chuck. This is about the quarterback spot. Will you break down how you saw the battle that happened on Saturday?
8: Well, I think if we were teeing it up this Saturday, Luke Gallman would be the starter. I think he's earned that right uh, throughout the spring. I mean, I, and, you know, let's give the tilt to him. He's been in this system now for. Uh, Uh, really a year. He came in last January, a year ago, and so he got to go through spring and he got to go through fall. But Luke can spin the ball just as well as anybody else, uh, Dart included, and he knows how to protect the football. Uh, I thought Jackson Dart really struggled the first half, was trying to hit the home run ball, was trying to force it downfield, rather than just let the game come to him. And that that comes with, uh, you know, when when you start – Seeing that, that comes with maturity. Darden and Luke both are, are both young. I mean, they're in their really second semester of their freshman year. So uh, that will come. Obviously, it takes a lot of reps, and really it takes game reps. But I thought the game Saturday, from the speed of the game, was was uh, really uh, uh, looked a, a lot like a regular football game. I thought the speed of the defense flew around. And I thought those guys were under duress quite a bit. So I thought they got a lot of, a lot of good out of that game Saturday.
4: Uh, hey Harry, just you know, we all uh, the defense. You kind of alluded to. it. We've all talked this this spring, and from the scrimmages, the media has gotten to see the the aggressiveness, the the, the speediness, and the depth. I mean, it looked like this defense is still that defense uh, that that kind of turned the corner after that Arkansas game last season. It was one of the better defenses the back half of the season. Just from your vantage point and watching, I mean, do you kind of feel that? I know there's some big names missing, but those guys seem to be filling those holes pretty well so far.
8: No doubt, and what you didn't see much of Saturday was Cedric Johnson, who was probably our best defensive lineman, and that was that was for a reason. There was no reason to have Cedric in there. He's a, he's a warrior. He's a he's a veteran that's played a lot on that defensive front. He'll take over that weak side position like Sam Williams had last year, and I'm going to tell you guys, he, he could be as good as Sam when it's all said and done. He's uh, he just got that kind of ability, and then you throw in the tackles and, you know, you throw in – you know, Katie Hill and you knows tackle and you and you throw it, of course you go J. JJ Pegese, really talented, hadn't played that position much. I mean got his hand a little bit wet over at Auburn, but really this spring has come on and made some big time plays. And of course you so you saw Athletic he was got a two point conversion later on. So there'll probably be some uh, similar things for him you know this fall, but we'll see. But yeah, Icon and and the Jamon Gordon, those those Iton, I guess he goes by not Iton, but Iton, those guys have grown up. They look like real SEC linemen. So uh, there's just there's just too many guys out there not to have a great defensive front. Secondary is loaded from sideline to sideline with a lot of good backups. So uh, once we, we we get those two linebackers in place, and and that may be into the fall camp, kind of like the quarterback. But I just like this defense. I think. I think till we get the quarterback adjusted, whomever that's going to be in the fall, uh, this defense will keep us in any game. Can
2: you touch on that linebacker room a little bit more? Because that's the conversation with whether Chuck's been in here and with you and with others that we've talked about is maybe the concern of the defense. Can you expand a little bit on that room, if you don't mind?
8: Yeah, and I don't think, it, you know, people seem to be concerned, but I think that's what they're reading. I think Coach is putting that out there. And, I, and, and so – do we have guys as athletic as Chance Campbell? No doubt. We've got some guys maybe more athletic, but Chance was so good at reading plays, reacting, hitting the right gaps, getting the run plays. Obviously, we used him a lot on run blitz. Uh, but, you know, Chance Campbell wasn't the fastest guy. not know he was even the biggest guy uh, in the league, but we, he, he got people lined up. He was very smart at what he did. And he, uh, and if, he, and he, if he shot those gaps, he normally made that tackle. He just was a good tackler. So, do we do we have guys that are going to be able to do that? Yes, I don't know which one it's going to be yet, but uh, uh, we've got some, certainly got uh, some good guys in there. And I'm looking at this uh, this linebacker room, and really the only two guys that are coming back that we saw last year are Ashanti Sistrunk and Austin Keys. Well, Austin Keys is out all spring, and I think he's going to be the real. I think Austin Keys is going to be the real deal. I, I, you know, did he tear a knee up? I think the Tennessee game last year. I think that's what happened, but right. whatever yeah. it was, he's had sharp Season surgery, and he's uh, was out all spring. Ashanti Sistrunk now looks the part. Uh, the Brown kid that transferred in here from uh, from Central uh, Michigan. Uh, I want to say Central Arkansas, but it was Central Michigan, a little bit further north than that. But uh, he's kind of Troy Brown. He's kind of feeling his way around. He certainly's got the look. Uh, I thought the junior, junior college guy that, that came in, number 35, certainly played well. Uh, Reginald Hughes, he certainly looks the, the part of an SEC linebacker. And we can go on and on. I, I think I think the concern there is there hadn't been that many reps, with the exception of Ashanti Sistrom. You just hadn't seen that many reps between those guys. I really thought, I really think the X Factor is going to be this Kari Coleman, get the guy that transported him from TCU, number 23. 6'3, uh, 6'2 six, six, you know, not heavy, about 225, but can run. Be a weak side guy. Uh, he'll be in a lot of coverages. They blitz him a lot. He may even get him out to that outside linebacker slash hybrid safety look. So uh, it was good that he was here in the spring. He was a late coming in here, but he got through all the practices, and I think you're going to see a lot out of him. So I think when you talk the linebacker position, I just think we don't have a lot of guys with a lot of snaps in our system. So, hey, Chas Campbell didn't have any snaps when he came in last fall, did he? <laughs> How'd that work out?
3: Uh, he, did, he did very well. But, you know, you talk about, you know, these guys and, you know, a lot of people coming in and, you know, are – Altmaier and Dart and all that. You know, Ken K. Dent, I mean, we've got to throw it out. I mean, he played very well. But you look at the schedule, and you and I talked about this last week. I mean, you got Central Arkansas. the Probably the toughest game you may have is Georgia Tech on the road, Kentucky uh, at home. I mean, this team could start out 7-0. and And a lot of guys with some of these games – like Tulsa and Central Arkansas and people like that are going to get a lot of game time. And I think this team could gel quickly after all those games. How about you?
8: I think that's a very good point. Very good point. I mean, Tulsa was in the bowl game against Mississippi State. That Was, was that two years ago? It wasn't last year, I don't think. But uh... – but, but they're they not got, the
3: caliber of an SEC team.
8: No, and they're not. That's exactly right. But they're going to spread you out, and they're going to give you some good and the rugs. reason
3: you but, remember that, I hate to interrupt you, uh, Harry, is that because they and Mississippi State got that huge fight. <laughs>
8: yeah. Well, maybe that was the highlight of the game. I didn't get to see much of the game. Yeah. I saw the replay of the fight, so maybe that was the highlight of it. But but my point is they're going to be better than Central Arkansas, and they're probably going to be as good or better than Troy. So. You'll get tested. So each week you get tested. You think Georgia Tech on the road would be the biggest test, no doubt about that. But the front end of the schedule is really loaded, I would say, in Ole Miss's favor. The back end certainly gets a lot tougher once you get to the month of November. you got Auburn coming in who's, you know, new coach. He'll be in his second year. But they had a bunch of guys transfer out. They, they got some quarterbacks that transferred in. be interesting to see how they gel. But that's the number one team, as, as we talked about last week, that I just thought in the last two years we were better than them, but they got it done and we didn't. So I'm circling that game to uh, have some some, some paybacks, what I'm thinking.
4: Kind of circling back to, to the offense and, and, you know, Dart and Altmaier, and, you know, they didn't have a lot of their targets, but – uh, with Mingo and Knox out, and just not getting what we may think will be the the full receiver core till this portal shakes out of the summer, but I liked what we saw out of like Buckhalter and, and J.J. Henry and and some of those other guys that finally had a chance to show and and step up because he had to, but but kind of show what they can offer and, and add to this receiving core. I, what were your thoughts
8: on them? I totally agree. that Those three freshmen, and you just mentioned two of them, Braylon Brown being the third one, and probably was the most decorated guy coming in here, was nicked up a little bit in spring. But those, those three guys have the potential to step it up. Obviously, they've been here one season. I'm sure they all redshirted. I don't think they played in more than four games. But they all have the potential to do that. I, I would say, obviously, they're still looking for another receiver. I don't think that, that group, I don't think that room is finished. I mean, I would say the strength right now is Casey Kelly and and, and Trigg. Uh, obviously, Trigg uh, looked apart Saturday. I, you know, they, they dumped a couple little dig balls off to Casey. They know he can play. Certainly know he can block. In fact, he was doing a little coaching there in the second half. But uh, nobody's got more uh, more ability than Michael Trigg. He really looks the part. I mean, I don't even know how old he is. He, I guess he's eighteen. I don't think he's nineteen. He's second semester of freshman. But he looks the part, six three and a half, 235 or forty, really athletic, runs kind of fluid, you know, real makes good routes, great catch radius, you know, great to, with his body up in the air, can twist and turn. And Casey obviously catches everything thrown to him. Maybe not quite as athletic as Trigg, but certainly has been in the wars with the rebels. So. Right now, you know, until we get that, the settling in of the starters in that wide receiver room, you got to say the tight ends are, are the strength right now. But, yes, we, we didn't have Mingo. Uh, we didn't have Knox. Two guys we're surely counting on. I thought uh, number 11, obviously, uh, Jordan Watkins, who transferred in from Louisville, had some catches. He played good. J.J. Henry the same way. Uh, I thought J.J. had it. I- I've seen him practice, you know, several scrimmages in the spring, I thought the game Saturday was his best uh, day for sure. So, was pleased to see that uh, Burke Halter caught some caught some some tough passes in traffic. Uh, I tell you, our defensive backs didn't give anybody unless it was a busted coverage. And I don't remember many of many of those. Uh, they they don't give you a lot a lot of room to get open. So you got to make some catches in traffic. And I thought I even thought Dennis Jackson because I'd been a little bit. Uh, uh, probably been a little bit tough on him throughout the spring because I saw some drops, but I thought Saturday uh, he ran crisp routes, and he's the guy that we really got to count on to be able to take the top off speed wise. I mean, he could be the X Factor. He's been around long enough. I, I think he's got that ability because of his speed. And then Jaden Jackson, 17 on the other side. We need those two guys to step up, you know, and we- we're talking about the freshmen, we're talking about transfers, but we really do need those two, the Jackson brothers, to step up.
2: Well, Harry, I appreciate you being on with us tonight. Moving to this portion of of uh, the the airtime, giving us those insights, and as always, great work, my friend.
8: Well, I appreciate that. It'll be summer camp before you know it, and uh, before you know, it, we'll be tuning it up.
2: Sounds good. Thanks, Harry.
8: All right, guys. See you.
2: All American Harry Harrison on with us. It kind of sounds like to me, guys, that that Trig could be the missing piece of of look. We've had the great wideouts. You've had the slot receivers. But when Trigg, and and again, as he mentioned, Kelly, someone that a Luke Altmyer is comfortable, I can dump the ball down here. Five yards to this guy, he might get me a couple other yards, or if not, I'm still kind of moving the chains, so to speak, kind of receiver that we haven't had in a tight end in a couple of years and, you know oh, yeah, no
4: but- no knock to kelly he's he's done well And know but but trig is just a different kind of athlete that we haven't had i mean he is he's built like a basketball athlete because he plays both sports but i think you both of those guys can kind of work as a combo i mean one may get double covered so then kelly gets open or at trig has been learning the pass protection he said i'm learning how to block more just because i haven't been asked to this this offense this scheme ask you to and he's learning from from kelly and i think I think he's going to be the one that benefits the most of growing his all-around game uh, just from coming in and being kind of a sponge and soaking up everything.
2: All right, unfortunately, even though we're going to discuss some of it in the Good, Bad, and Ugly, we need to spend two minutes talking about a baseball weekend. Uh, And we'll open up with Dylan DeLucia. I mean, Jake, the first game, complete game, gave up the two solo home runs. That was it. And set the tone for what I thought was going to be a winning weekend for Ole Miss baseball.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, he gave – it wasn't as dominating in terms of every inning, uh start to finish, as Nikhazy did with his complete game last year in Starkville. Just something about the past two years that an Ole Miss pitcher, one of them gets up for it, and DeLucius was that guy. And he's – the past two weeks, maybe, you know, every start uh in the SEC, he has looked good. He has gone deep. Uh He had that Tennessee weekend. He was a reliever, and it didn't – go so well or Alabama weekend maybe uh yeah, one he of those did not start the Alabama and weekend. uh came in in relief and just didn't look good but every start DeLucius looked good he went the distance looked good he, and he's a guy that can grind uh he he got into some jams some trouble but got out of it and then put up a few shutout innings there in the middle portion and apparently sitting after the seventh inning said he just kind of stood up in the dugout got a second wind and just said, I'm good to go, and he gave a 100-plus pitches. I think second week in a row he's done that, and he was fresh. He seemed fresh talking to us after he just went, you know, the distance. Adrenaline, and, man. And, 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 yeah. and he, hey, we love him. It was a tidy two-hour, 20-minute game. We're all for some Dylan Delusha pitching strategy there.
2: Then it was 10-7 and 7-6 in extra innings. Uh, Mississippi State wins both of those in the weekend. And, to me, the, the disappointment is the Ole Miss offense – Gets back-to-back-to-back home runs in the first. They get a home run. They're up 4-1. to And then this has happened in so many games, the scoring just kind of stops. And then that's where the opponent then starts going. And we know that State then built that lead up. Uh, to 10 to 4. They scored 10 straight after Ole Miss was up 4 to 1, or 9 straight after that. And then you it's kind of the same way when you look at what happened in that game, you know, on Saturday is the offense scores, but then can't push, can't get the pitcher out and into the bullpen fast enough, make the comebacks, but then it's just so hard to win the games.
4: Yeah, it's, you know, that they had, I think it was the second game, situational hitting yeah. was. They were primed and loaded to not I mean the Mississippi State's pitching situation is about as equal as Ole Miss's in terms of it's just hasn't been what they thought it would be and the depth isn't there and there's guys that you can get to and knock around and, and Ole Miss, you know, they could get guys on base, but they have just not been a team that's manufactured runs. They're not getting singles consistently, they're not getting doubles. It's been home run or nothing, and then five innings of zeros and then oh, eighth inning we better start scoring and they hitting, start scoring
2: hitting you know. with guys on base in the middle game almost had one hit with guys on base they had 11 yeah 11 out of 18 and that that's huge difference yeah i thought the sunday
3: this. game they had a good shot of coming back and winning it and just you know
2: had to got it yeah. tied but couldn't got do it, tied it. drew just... mcdaniel will start tomorrow's game at mississippi state in pearl we'll be back to finish the program next
5: Looking for the largest selection of wine and spirits in North Mississippi? Look No further than High Cotton's Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The High Cotton Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at High Cotton Wine and Spirits
0: employers are you paying too much for your group health insurance if so call brad camp with morgan white group brad can show our proprietary premium saver plan which could save you as much as 18 to 20 percent on your group health insurance premium brad can also show you our employee needs too offering human resource guidance payroll solutions 401k retirement plans and senior services morgan white group is your largest solely dedicated health and payroll insurance agency in the state of mississippi servicing all of your health dental vision and life insurance needs call brad camp at 662-259-5552 More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Canon Motors, coming up next.
2: Since 1976, Go Orthodontics has been offering friendly, affordable quality smiles to children, teens, adults, seniors, you name it, Oxford, Saltillo, South Haven, Corinth, and Collierville for a Go Orthodontics location near you. All right, fellas, let's talk about the red and blue chips, the recruiting segment here brought to us by Go Orthodontics. Let's start with football. 2023 four-star quarterback Marcel Reed uh, has committed to Ole Miss. 6'1", 180-pound quarterback from Nashville. He committed to Ole Miss over Georgia, Arkansas, and Vandy, thrown for close to 4,200 yards and 35 touchdowns in high school. I assume we can read about that somewhere on the Ole Miss Spirit. Yes.
4: There's plenty of uh, stuff there. Our guy, Zach Barry, who was actually there because it was in Nashville or wherever that school is yep. in the Nashville area. So we had a live coverage of it, and there's a handful
2: of stories and analysis. All right, so that one has happened. Central Florida wide receiver Jalen Robinson visited Ole Miss for the Grow Bowl over the weekend. 55 catches, 975 yards in 2020. Hurt last season. Limited action for him. Oklahoma is obviously uh, the battle. There for Jalen Robinson. 2023 four-star linebacker Dante Dowdle out of Picayune will announce on Friday, May 13th, he visited Ole Miss three times this spring, including the Grove Bowl. 2023 four-star offensive tackle Wilkin Formby took his official visit to Ole Miss for the Grove Bowl. Eighth trip to Ole Miss for the national number 11-rated offensive tackle. Ole Miss leads Alabama and Auburn in that one. You got a guy coming to your place eight times?
3: I think he's coming.
2: He likes it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say he it's, he likes something here. The he, food, the some, team, something. Something's the, bringing the, the man Or the Rolls back.
3: Royce or whatever that car is. Something
2: out. is bringing the man back. I give and,
3: Gary a ride in that occasionally.
2: So. Oh, sure, I wish. 2023 five-star quarterback Jaden Rashada out of California took an official visit to the Grove Ball. Still hearing Ole Miss will continue to recruit Jaden despite Reed's commitment today sounded like it was a huge recruiting weekend to go along with what we saw on the field as far as football yeah, concerned. I,
4: I don't know the numbers so don't hold me to this and uh if our good friend ben hears this and it's wrong uh at 30 to 40 i think a lot of people who are, are in the in, in the barn already as it were and those like rashada and others who are there still trying to uh get here but uh it was a good weekend for that obviously reed
2: liked it a lot so and then as we were sitting here talking during the break Oxford, Mississippi, had an estimated 150 to 160,000 people roll through the city at some point over the weekend because you had the Grove Bowl going on, you had Ole Miss Mississippi State baseball going on, you had a double-decker festival going on, not to mention youth sports and other sports that were actually in town, and some a uh, fighting going on, oh, yeah. uh, on on the square, too, in the Lyric. There was an actual fight. Set up, you know, you know, a fight night, fight night going on well, a little bit of everything, man. I mean, Gordon, it, it had it all uh, in the Oxford area. So, if these young fellas were walking around the square this weekend, hey, I don't know how they were able to walk around the square, but they had to like it.
4: Yeah, well, no, that well, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, you want the city. Or your town of choice, wherever you are alive and and fully functioning and showing them what it would be like. And I mean, it could be
2: none like this yeah, past weekend. It
4: couldn't be any more functioning and alive than all that. <laughs> it so. could
2: not. They had something to do wherever uh, it could be. All right, basketball recruiting. Wichita State Center transfer Morris Udeze. I hope that's right. U D E Z E six eight two forty. Uh, he's listed Ole Miss, possibly with Maryland, Virginia Tech. Texas, LSU, UNLV, and Georgia Tech. 10.2 points, rebounds a game. Tell us, basketball man, what do we know?
3: Uh, he's a power forward that uh, can get him points and, and rebound. Also, they're talking about a kid, Theo Akoyupa, out of Louisiana Lafayette, who averaged 9.7 rebounds, a defensive player. And then they signed Miles Burns, a kid out of Xavier, who I talked to Kermit today, loves this guy, so he's giving him toughness. You know, he can score, he can rebound. You know, I compare him, the films I've seen, kind of like Laprella latrell spreewell i mean he can jump gets up and down the floor does a lot of stuff
2: well kermit told us on the show that he needed big guys he was going to yeah, bring well, some big guys a, in he's got, got two bring it in yeah right young a, a, a freshman coming in and the jackson state transfer now working on some others and of course the 2020 hoop class had its highest rating by espn ever at number 12 in the country three of the five signees finished in the top 100 so a little recruiting news for you there all right rhino music in the background time for us to do chuck's good bad and ugly presented by our friends in batesville at big delta power sports give you our final thoughts as well the good from you gordon the
3: good i think that old miss football had a lot of talent it was a great weekend for uh double decker and everything else the city of oxford uh the good old Miss is number 12 in the country in basketball right now so you know and that's uh, as far as the signing
2: class yep. is concerned yep. good for signing
4: you sir uh, I think we I think People, I, my good was that Luke Altmaier seems to be able to you know, not be afraid of, of the dark talk and just showed what he can do, and I liked what I saw out of him, and I saw you may have three guys that are capable, and Kincaid Dent, who looked real good in two drives, and so that was my good.
2: Good for me, Dylan Delucia. Thank you for doing what you did in the first game, and for the fans who showed up. We set record crowds for all of it. We appreciate the fans of what you do. Unfortunately, we didn't have the good uh, second and third days of this bad Gordon Ford. The bad to say? is
3: Ole Miss baseball, yeah. losing two out of three to Mississippi State, and hopefully they can win the Governor's Cup and break even there.
2: So?
4: I say the bad is just with all the hype and everything, Dart just – had a bad day but there were variables to it but you know fans were hoping to see some of what everybody the hype and just for him I think it was a bad day for him
2: and then i'll do the ugly and that is situational hitting and that kind of goes to some of the questions and stuff uh that your text messages came in because you got off to the big start you had guys second and third one out and couldn't score early in that game up four to one had it again and again and you know give Johnson credit the man who was the starting pitcher for mississippi state he made his way through five state won that game situational hitting is big Big. They got to try and find a way win tomorrow. I know it doesn't count in the conference standings, but you need that win in Pearl tomorrow. G- got to split. Thank you for driving in at the last second. Happy to. Always happy to. Gordon, good to see you, my man. It's good to see you, man. All right, for Chuck, who was out and about, we'll be back at this next week. And we thank Rhino as well. And for you listening, it's the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yellow Hotline.